Welcome to The Flight Deck, a leading edge podcast. I'm First Officer Dewey Duhadway, your host for this episode. I'm here with Captain Fred Green and Captain Drew Minarsik. Welcome to you both. And I'd like to uh, start with you, Fred, if you can tell us a little bit about yourself, what you fly here at United, and what your history of volunteering with ALPA has been. Yeah, thanks, Dewey. I'm Fred Green. I'm a Los Angeles-based 737 captain. I've been on the RNI committee for a number of years, and I've been the chairman for about the last 12 years. Great. And uh, Drew, welcome. Can you talk a little bit about your history with, uh, with service with ALPA and what kind of equipment you're currently flying for United? Sure. Thanks, Dewey. I'm Drew Minarsik. I'm a Houston Bay 737 captain, and I've been doing Apple work since 2011 um, on the RNI committee the entire time, and been doing a lot of LTD administrative work during that time too. I'm currently, the MEC treasurer. Great, fantastic. So, in this episode, we're going to talk about long-term disability. This is an insurance product, ultimately, that's going to apply to every pilot who's in our pilot group, but it has certain features and aspects to it. Maybe familiar to some in our pilot group, it may be completely unfamiliar to others. So, can we start with you, Fred, and you talk tell us a little bit about what is LTD and and what it applies? Maybe you could even consider discussing what's in our current contract and maybe what some of the proposed changes might be. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Dewey. So, long term disability um, is a benefit plan where it's going to pay you a tax free benefit here at United if you lose your first class medical. And when we say lose your medical, that really means when you have a, a medically disabling event that you know prevents you from being a pilot. And you know, really, one of the first things we tell all new hires is do not opt out because it's one of those benefit plans that you don't maybe appreciate until you need to appreciate it because it's one of those things you don't really spend too much time, like a lot of insurance products. And I, I think what we're going to talk today is that the current LTD plan needs a lot of work. And we were able to make some improvements to this plan. And maybe I'll just go back and forth with you, Drew. I think that might be helpful. And just say, like, what is the benefit today? Um, and, and talk about the tax-free amount and the blended hourly rate, things like that. Sure. Thanks, Fred. So currently, our pilots uh, get a tax-free benefit if they qualify for LTD. Uh, it's 85 and a half hours times 50%. So it's a, a 50% benefit. So that equals 42.75 times their blended hourly rate. And the blended hourly rate, if uh, you don't know where it is, that's the blended rate that's shown on your crew pay register. It's a tax-free benefit because uh, it is we pay premiums post-tax and uh, the company imputes income on the amount that they contribute. Uh, there's a 90-day waiting period currently, uh, and the benefit is capped at $11,000 per month tax-free, and pilots pay 35% of the cost. Uh, there are some offsets, uh, specifically Social Security disability, uh, state disability, and income from uh, any United-affiliated employer, and we don't uh, have any current uh, retirement contributions based on our LTD. Right, right. So thanks. So when we talk about the waiting period, so if I have, you know, 120 hours of sick time and I get disabled, how does that waiting period work today? So if you have 120 hours of sick time, you could choose to retain that sick time and be unpaid for the, the waiting period for the 90 days. Uh, alternatively, uh, most people would choose to burn that sick time and then they would have burn down, say, potentially 90 hours the first month and then another 30 the next month, but then would have a period of unpaid time, most likely prior to the uh, benefits kicking in. Uh, they can, if they apply for LTD, they can drag any uh, unused or accrued uh, vacation in to help fill the waiting period. I see. So the earliest a pilot who gets disabled 
going to receive an LTD benefit is 90 days, but it could be later if they have a lot of sick time. That's correct. If they have you know a, a high amount of sick leave, they'll need to burn down to at least 120 hours. So for example, if a pilot has 1,000 hours, they're going to have to burn 880 hours before they could go on LTD. So that's going to be much longer than the 90 days. Right. Well, I think one of the things we saw when we we're getting ready for this contract is that there are a significant amount of pilots that don't have enough sick time to carry them 90 days. And so what about this waiting period? How did we uh, change that in this uh, uh, TA? So simply enough, we went from uh, a 90-day waiting period down to a 60-day waiting period. There's still the requirement to burn sick leave, um, and uh, you can still retain up to 120 hours. Great, great. And we also have this extended sick bank, but we're not going to touch on too much, but I think we should make another podcast that might be helpful to explain how even if you don't have enough to fill the 60-day waiting period, that extended sick bank can uh, come in and help you. Yeah, absolutely, because th- that was an issue we saw if a pilot has zero or close to zero um, hours of sick leave and they have uh, trouble bridging even a 60-day waiting period. We wanted to be uh, ensure they were covered as well. So I think we'll get more in-depth on another uh, podcast. Okay, how about um, the amount? So um, I'm assuming it's staying tax-free. Let's talk about maybe the cap and did the uh, 42.75 hour of benefit, did that change at all? So the 42.75 hours of benefit did not change. Uh, the blended hourly rate um, will change with obviously whatever our pay rates are, uh, but it'd still be a tax-free benefit. So your 42.75 hours times your blended hourly rate will give your benefit amount. Unless that amount exceeds uh, 13657 on data signing. Right, right. So let's move on to retirement. You know, I know that today there is no retirement for pilots that are in LTD. You know, this is one of the big changes that's going to be helpful for pilots that get disabled after data signing. So maybe just talk to that. Uh, are they going to get, you know, a full retirement or is it going to be based on their LTD income? How, how is that going to be calculated? So they're going to get full retirement. So um, you can look at it one of two ways, 16% or 17 or 18 uh, as applicable um, on their uh, pre-disability earnings, so the 85 and a half hours times uh, their blended hourly rate, or you can look at it as 32% of whatever their LTD benefit is. So it's a full uh, retirement based on pre-disability income. And that's going to be going into the new market-based cash balance plan. And the reason for that is that uh, unless you have W-2 earnings, you can't contribute to a 401k plan. So since our benefit is tax-free, you won't have W-2 earnings to base uh, any contributions to the PRAP. I see. So did you try to get into the PRAP and it just wasn't legally allowed? Is that what happened there? That's correct. Uh, ideally, we would put in the PRAP if we could, but just we couldn't get there legally. Okay, great. And then um, when we talk about offsets, I know the California, especially as a California-based pilot, one of the things that kind of uh, was an issue is that we're paying for California disability insurance in our paycheck. And then when you go on LTD, it's an offset where you're basically just getting less out of the LTD plan because you're receiving this California disability. How how has that changed in this contract? Same thing with my New Jersey counterparts that are paid for the New Jersey uh, disability insurance. Yeah, for sure. We we definitely saw that this was a um, a fairness issue and uh, something we've been trying to get rid of uh, since 2012 and UPA negotiations. Unfortunately, we didn't achieve it then, but we were able to achieve it now and get rid of the offsets for any state disability. So there are some other states that potentially, if we opened uh, hubs, you know, new hubs, anything like that, that could be affected as well. So we got rid of all state offsets um, as well as Social Security disability. So anyone who uh, is approved for Social Security disability uh, nowadays uh, has that offset from their benefit, and we got rid of that for any um, 
any people who go on LTD after data signing. So just to be clear about that, if I get disabled after data signing and it's a social security disabling event where maybe I can never work again, I would get my you know, 42.75 hours tax-free up to the cap. Um, and then on top of that, I would get my SSDI, my social security disability income on top of that? That's correct. You get both. Okay, great, great. And then the last part is the cost sharing. You know, today we pay 35% of the cost, and how is that being changed? So we uh, were able to achieve the cost share down to 25%. And uh, what that's helpful for doing is, you know, we have a lot of increased benefits uh, in this new plan, um, which are going to drive up the plan costs. And so being able to reduce the cost share is uh, hopefully able to help keep our premiums um, pretty close to in line um, with uh, currently what we're paying, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less based on experience. Uh, but our goal was to not have a huge increase in cost for the pilots. Now, that retirement is an expensive proposition, but basically is 32% of your benefit, maybe 34, 36, depending on the year. Um, is that part of that 25%? Now, the company's covering um, all that cost. Oh, great, great. You know, the one thing, I mean, I don't have any more to add on the LTD plan, uh, except for, you know, we have this new provision that's about medical procedures not deemed uh, medically necessary that the LTD plan is going to pick up. So maybe you could just tell us some of the experience we've seen in the past where somebody might need a nuclear stress test or something else that their you know, medical provider is saying is not medically necessary, but the LTD plan, or really it's the FAA, is saying they maybe need this and how that's going to change going forward. Yeah, the nuclear stress test is a great example. You know, we've had pilots who, you know, they might have had a nuclear stress test and um, got results from that. And later on, you know, uh, the FAA wants another one. And their medical uh, insurer says, oh, this is too soon. You can't get this. And the pilot really needs this to return to work, but it's an expensive test. And so under this new provision, uh, if the medical provider or medical insurer said, we, we're not going to cover that test, um, but the pilot needs it to get their FAA medical back, then the LTD plan will cover that procedure. Great, great. Well, so yeah, that's even, you know, a less appreciated benefit. But I think for those that have that uh, requirement, that'll be um, a nice addition to help pick up that cost, which really should be picked up by the LTD plan or the medical plan. Oh, that's great. And uh, to address the earlier question, we're definitely going to have another podcast about sick leave and the emergency sick bank. That's a significant issue that I know a lot of pilots care about. So I'm hoping that we can have the two of you back soon for another podcast. I encourage all the listeners to tune in for that. But I did have just two questions real quickly about uh, for those who are considering opting in, you mentioned that probationary pilots are half one years. They do. It is something you have to decide to get is the long-term disability insurance. Are there any concerns about pre-existing conditions with regard to either the current uh, insurance or in the one that's uh, potentially the, the next UPA? Is there anything that uh, if a pilot had it that they would disqualify them from, from LTD or has that changed? Yeah, so that actually did change. It's a great point. Uh, we were able to eliminate the pre-existing condition clause for new hires um, coming into the LTD plan. So um, if they come in and they had had a condition, they're still going to be covered. Um, and to the to the piece about um, enrolling, the new hires are automatically opted in. So they will automatically be in the plan, and they would need to choose to opt out, um, which is something we highly discourage, right? Because if you get out of the plan then you'll need to provide evidence of insurability to return to the plan. So uh, we always encourage people to maintain this insurance because even if you're healthy and things are great, um, you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. No, that's great. Is it possible for a pilot to have their own LTD 
insurance on the side? Have we encountered that before? And does that impact some of these offsets that you mentioned earlier? Yeah, no, that's a great point, Dewey. In fact, I encourage a lot of, especially our younger pilots, to look at maybe getting a supplemental policy because it is not an offset for the United plan. So if you got an Alpha plan or another plan from another insurance carrier and you became disabled, you would get the United plan uh, LTD benefit. And then on top of that, you would get that other plan. Um, so that's uh, something that all pilots should think about, especially, you know, it could be a fantastic career. Uh, one of the things that could really damage that is getting disabled when you're really young. And, and this is a way you might have to pay a bunch of money, a little bit some money up front to get that policy, but it really would protect you in sort of all situations because, you know, if you have a long career, I think financially it'll be paying off pretty well. It's just this, you know, a disability event early in your career could be a, something that really derails that. No, that's good. And it's good to hear that. And I assume that's not an offset, uh, even in the case for the California and the New Jersey pilots, if they had their own policy on the side. That's correct. Right. And then the last thing is you mentioned the cap on the, uh, I believe it's 13,000 or and a little bit more. Is that cap going to change over time during the life of our contract? Or is that pretty well set until there's another UPA into the future? So it's indexed to uh, future pay rates. So it, it will increase um, as pay rates go up. Okay. And is that going to impact those who are currently on long-term disability in any way? Is there uh, provisions for, for that? No, unfortunately not. Your, your plan that you're in for LTD is based upon your data disability. So if your data disability is prior to data signing, you are under the terms of the plan at that time. Okay. That's great. This has all been very helpful. I really appreciate the time today, Fred and Drew, and I hope that uh, this will help our pilots make better decisions. Are there any other comments that you might have that you want to share with the pilot group before we sign off for the day? Not for me. Thanks, Dewey. No, thanks, Dewey. Okay. Thank you all for joining us on the Flight Deck, a Leading Edge podcast. You can help us out by sharing these podcasts with other United pilots and by leaving a review. Look for more of these podcasts in the near future. See you next time.